episode five midwest baseball ranks follow us itunes spotify like subscribe midwest baseball ranks episode five here we go all right here we go episode five midwest baseball ranks episode five we're making some moves here making some moves make sure you guys are following us itunes spotify please hit that like button please hit the subscribe button and please leave us a review please it goes a long way we appreciate all the support make sure you're doing us that rank us we want to keep those rankings up there just like we rank you guys so uh definitely leave us a review hopefully it's a good one from the a lot of feedback we've been getting and uh, everything's been pretty positive so keep that coming let us know what you want to hear more of and we appreciate it make sure you guys are checking the site as much as possible midwestbaseballranks.com that's midwestbaseballranks.com a lot of good things going on check the socials facebook check the instagram instagram is where we're most active it's uh you know pretty much post every single day instagram and facebook check us out don't miss out you know we got a lot of news coming out there um every every single day posting new things so make sure you're following us along that Episode four was pretty good last week. Uh, I appreciate Anthony Ochoa hopping on the line with us and uh, listening to uh, everything you got going on for this coming year. Real excited for that, you know. And we want we want to get more organizations on, uh, do everything we can to, you know, get not just coaches, not just head of organizations, but you know these tournament organizations. You know, a lot of them, you know, most of them, some of them, however you want to put it, are in this for the good. I I hope that's what I like to tell myself. That's not always the case. It's definitely not always the case, but, you know, the people that are coming on this podcast are doing it for the right intentions. We had Rick on from uh, Travel Ball Select. I can't rave enough about the great job he does. I had Mike Stralo on from Oak Forest Baseball. Again, can't rave enough about everything he does, especially at a local level. Just phenomenal job. And then we had Anthony on. He also does a fantastic job. So, um, you know, we're not stopping there. We got another guest today from, uh, from Bullpen uh, over in Westfield, Indiana. We got Cam coming on with us. A real good interview. So excited for that one. Uh, Bullpen Sports does a fantastic job over in Westfield and, and in Kokomo now, too. So if you guys haven't been to Westfield uh, for a bullpen tournament in a year or two, that they're expanding over to Kokomo, too, and those fields are just as gorgeous. So, uh, you know, don't think, hey, I, I got to go over to Kokomo and they're sending us to the B fields, whatever that may be. Those are not B fields. Those are beautiful fields and a great complex over there. So what they're doing there is it's unbelievable. You know, they're, and they get a little bit better weather than some of the, um, some of the different states. I know a lot better than Chicago. I'm sure a lot better than the Wisconsin area. So, uh, they're going to be able to move some tournaments up, I imagine, and, you know, do everything they can and, uh, have those early tournaments. So excited to have Cam on there with us. We got our, uh, our first player interview, our first player interview, plenty more of those to come, but this guy is, uh, we needed to get him on. He's got a big weekend coming up. I got Sebastian coming on from uh, Upper Deck Baseball out of the Chicagoland area. He's got uh, some big stuff going on this weekend down in Miami. So you're definitely going to want to tune in for that one. Excited to get our first player interview. And uh, m- many more player interviews to come, especially this offseason. We want to do some player interviews, some big things going on, and uh, definitely do some live interviews also. Real excited for that. Live interviews from the fields, live interviews from the tournaments, some behind-the-scenes action there. So excited to get that going, too. 
So I I think when the season starts and we start bringing back our players of the week, also an incentive for player of the week, I think we're going to have you on the podcast too if you're interested. So that's something, you know, you guys should be shooting for. Come on the podcast and, you know, talk for, talk baseball for a few minutes and uh, see how that goes. So that's a, another thing we're going to be doing um, when we do those players of the week. You know, we're going to incentivize you a little bit. Feel free to hop on the podcast with us. And uh, for the teams of the week, too, we'd love to, you know, get coaches on, players on, whatever it may be. So that's a little incentive for you guys. And like I said, we're going to be running those players of the week, teams of the week, each and every week come the season. Going to take our break for a little bit until the season gets going. But, you know, we did do it for the fall, and, and, and I loved it, man. I loved, you know, seeing these all these stats come in and these good games and the videos and everything. So we appreciate all the um, people submitting, and I look forward to doing it again. And we're going to start it up. You know, early spring for sure. So as soon as those, soon as those tournaments start rolling around, we're definitely going to get those going. So real excited for that. A lot more big things coming too. I, you know, I can't tell you enough. Make sure you're uh, you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're following Instagram, Facebook. We got a lot coming, man. We really do, and I'm excited. I wish I could just tell it all right now, but you know, a lot of work goes into this. We're I'm I'm busting my butt, and uh, you know, we got I got. I got some other people too doing a lot of big things here and trying to make it work. And again, we're doing this all for you guys. You know, all the players, all the coaches, organizations, and everything. We want travel baseball to succeed in the Midwest, and we're doing our best to get our names out there. You know, get your get you guys out there doing everything we can for the Midwest. I'm I'm, I'm sick of hearing about the South. Nothing against the South. They got great baseball down there. We know that. But hey, as you're hearing from these coaches, we can go down and compete, man. We can. We can compete with these guys. So I'm excited to hear that. Excited to get that going. Talk more baseball. All right, next thing on my mind, I don't know for sure yet, but this is definitely something that's been crossing my mind, is adding another uh, a co-host to the show. I think it would make things move a lot smoother, you know, be able to talk back and forth, have some d- debates, talk about different angles of things, get different opinions. So this is something we're definitely looking into, talking to different different people, seeing who's interested. If you're interested, reach out to us, shoot us an email, uh, there's a submit ticket on our website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. But, you know, if that's something that interests you, you want to talk baseball each and every week, you feel like you have the knowledge, it's uh, it's definitely something we're looking at. And maybe it's 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 a state-by-state thing. Maybe if we're talking about a certain state, you know, we bring in such and such or whatever it may be. But if, if this something if this interests you, you know, reach out. Let's see what we could do. Uh, let's do a little mock, whatever it may be, and um, talk some baseball. But definitely looking into that. So if that's something that interests you, feel free to reach out, and uh, we'll see what we'll see where it goes. You know, one thing I'm I'm looking at right now, and I'm I'm checking pretty much every day, is where teams are going right now. These tournaments, we've been breaking down some top tournaments. We're going to continue doing that. We're you know going to continue to break down these top tournaments as more teams join and everything. But I love these teams that are happening in these big tournaments each and every week. I love to see the competition building up. You know, this is something that I look at when I do the rankings. This is something I. I look at when I do different things related to the, this business is where are these teams going each and every week and are they trying to play top top competition almost every week? You know, it's okay to get a couple here and there, try to stay local or whatever for a week or two here and there, but, you know, you got to put in the work to, you know, at least make an effort of playing these this top competition each and every week. So I love to see these teams and uh, where they're going. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to me. I check almost every single day. I got about – I don't know, maybe 12 to 15 different tournaments that I got favorite. And I look every day, oh, who signed up? And I love to see, you know, 
X signed up today. That just makes me happy. I uh, love to see these teams going to play the best competition. So, you know, I said it a million times. I'm going to probably say it every single episode. Go play the best competition. Do it. Do it for your kids. Do it for the parents. Do it for, you know, do it for you. It's important. It's uh, challenge these kids. And who cares about records at the end of the day? Make sure you're getting the most out of these kids as they prepare themselves for high school. It's important. You're going to be way ahead of the curve. I promise you, you're going to be way ahead of the curve if you're playing top competition and not going and playing awful tournaments every single week. Play play up a little bit. Play up to your competition a little bit. It's okay. It's okay to have a losing record once in a while. or Maybe it's every weekend. You end up the season 19-21 and 21 on the season, but you played a top tournament almost every single week. There's nothing wrong with that. And you'll teach your kids that there's nothing wrong with that. Because you're trying to get them better. So it's important. In those middle level teams, challenge yourself. I'm not saying every single week you got to play up in these elite tournaments. Challenge yourself. If you're a middle level team, go play half of your schedule as an elite schedule. And again, you may not win a championship at that elite level. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But people are going to recognize that you're challenging your team and you're putting them in good situations in the long run. So again, I'll mention it probably every episode. Play the best competition, please. It helps everybody. Helps your players, helps your coaches, helps your parents. It helps travel baseball in general. On this week's episode, though, we're we're gonna go over some Indiana rankings from the 2021 end of the season rankings. Indiana. Time to hop into to that state. We've been breaking it down uh, state by state. The past couple episodes, we started off with Michigan. We kicked it over to Missouri last week. We're going to hop over into Indiana this week. Excited for this one. This is a, this is a good state, too. I, 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 I'm not just saying that because this is this is Midwest baseball ranks. The Midwest is loaded with talent. And, again, I'll say it over and over and again. I'm sick of being disrespected in the Midwest. You look at these state rankings. You look at these Midwest rankings that we have on the site, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. We got great teams in the Midwest. So, you know, I I love to go over these rankings. We're going to start it off. We're going to do 9U through 13U. Excited to kind of dive into that. You know, for those, you know, it's on the website, but if you don't know how we do our rankings, I should have mentioned it in an episode or two ago, but, you know, our rankings are determined by a number of different things. I'm a big analytic guy, so it's, uh you know, numbers are a big thing for me. I, I love plugging in numbers and really analyzing different things when it comes to wins when it comes to losses and where it was and everything like that so this, this is important for me so you know kind of the different things we base our rankings on uh we, we put in over over 30 hours of analyzing game changer and i, I promise you it's it's well over 30 hours and uh who you played where was it played was it a weekday game was it a bracket play game not just glancing at game changer we're truly diving into each team so we're not just looking at your record we're not glancing it by oh you played them okay on to the next one on to the next one so it's hey i played x team it was a sunday it was a 4 p.m game we played two games before that so to me that's probably a semifinal. it's probably a championship game let's go find that tournament so from there we find the tournament who was in the tournament where was it at you know every every little thing like that we're not just looking at who you played did you win did you lose that's not that's not what we're doing here we want to truly get the best rankings that we can 
and it's not perfect and it's never going to be perfect the same way any rankings are never perfect whether it's college football rankings whether it's the ncaa basketball rankings your ncaa tournament whatever it may be rankings are never perfect but i promise you we're doing everything we can to make them as good as possible so not only that we attend and scout tournaments every weekend for the past two years you know i Every single weekend we are at a tournament, and usually they are the top tournaments. So we're seeing these teams play firsthand. We're, we're watching different ages. We're watching different games, doing everything we can. Okay, so we're we're out there. We are out there, and we're going to be more out there this year. We have uh, a couple more people on the staff that are going to be watching, scouting, talking to different people. So you'll see us out there, especially at these big tournaments. So I can promise you that, you know, there's no one that's seen more baseball between the different age level at these top tournaments than us. You know, we're talking with coaches, organizations to get different opinions. You know, we're not we're not basing our rankings off of coaches' opinions. That's just not what we do. That's uh, not what I'm interested in doing, and no intentions of ever doing that. But it is good to get some feedback from that. So it you know most of these coaches will shoot it to you pretty straight. I appreciate all the feedback from all the coaches that are giving it to us, and it's uh, you know helping us. But we're never going to base our rankings off of a coach's opinion, off of someone that we don't know's opinion. That's that's not us. We don't we don't want to go down that route. So we're researching researching the top tournaments. You know, were you in attendance? How you performed at them? Like I said, di- truly diving into the tournaments. You know, you may have went one and three on a weekend, two and two on a weekend, but we're looking into that weekend. So where was it at? Was it was it over in Super Select? Was it over at, you know, uh, TBR World Series, TBS, wherever it may be? Record doesn't always show everything. So we're, we're diving into these tournaments, truly diving in. Next thing we look at is analyzing head-to-head matchups with other top teams, which in turn creates a point system for us in our data. We have different, different, diff- different points in our system. And head-to-head matchups, if it's not a weekday game, a meaningless game, almost i don't want to say completely meaningless but meaningless as far as you know if you win or lose that's going to create a higher point total for us in our data that we plug in like i said i'm all about data i i'm, I'm a new age baseball guy sure I, I love old school baseball i love baseball in general but i'm a big believer in new age baseball and analytics and data and everything like that and I, i'm i'm all for both ways but you know, data data really speaks to me. I'm all about it. So we add all these different things together along with the eye test and plug it in and we roll with it from there. We believe it's the best rankings out there and others may disagree and that's completely fine, like I said, but we are putting as much work into getting the best rankings as we possibly can. So that's where we ended up with our different rankings when it comes to our state rankings, our Midwest rankings, and that's a, a true a lot of work going into it. And we are glad to do it because we want to do everything we can to get the best. So with that being said, let's hop in over in Indiana. We'll dive into some Indiana baseball. Okay. Indiana baseball, always good. All right, nine-u division, let's kick it off here. You know, for the most part, we do top ten. If we don't believe there's a true top ten, we kick it to top five. And that was the case for the 9U division here in Indiana. And we may be missing some teams, that's for sure it happens. But, you know, if we are, feel free to reach out to us. But we don't want to stretch it. We don't really want to just rank a team to rank a team. That's not what we're going for here. And we only felt like there was five true 
teams to rank here. And again, I apologize if we missed you. You know, feel free to reach out to us and state your case and everything. But let's kick it off. Nine U state rankings for Indiana. Number five, Indiana Nitro with a record of twenty nine and nineteen. They got a great program over there and uh, good people over there. Excited to see them uh, this coming year. Number four, SC Vipers, thirty three and fourteen on the year. Number three, Flash Baseball with a record of forty three nine and two. Number two, Indiana Bulls Black, 32-22-2. A lot of twos out there. 32-22-2. Two. It's a commercial like that in the Chicagoland area. It might be elsewhere. I'm not going not gonna to go too much into that. But if you guys know, you know. And number one at the 9U rankings, uh, we got Primetime Black with a record of 39-13. and 13. Good year for them over in, in uh, the Indiana area. They had some wins over the Indiana Nitro, Indiana Bulls Black, Quad City Knights. Good season for them. Good people over there. Talked to their coaching staff before and uh, excited to see what that team does next year. So congrats to those five teams in the 9U division coming up to 10U next year. Let's shoot over to the 10U rankings. Number 10, I got Oakland, their Bombers, 25-22-1. Number 9, Primetime, 26-20-1. Number 8, the Razorbacks, 30-17-1. Saw them play down in uh, Kentucky last year. And a uh, good little ball club. Just uh, good people over there. Talk to their coaches a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, good good people to be around. Number seven, Center Grove Trojans, 23-17 and 17 on the year. Number six, Nitro, 25-25-2. That team came came along late. They had some uh, some nice wins late in the year. Beat, uh, beat top-tier Michigan, I know, for sure, uh, towards the end of the year. Beat Indiana Bulls, White, and uh, beat a couple other teams. And that team came along. I think they're a team to watch out for this coming season. Excited to see what they do. Uh, coming in at number five, SC Vipers, 33-12 on the year. Number four, Indiana Bulls, White, 35-19-1 and on the year. Number three, Indiana Bulls, Black, 35-19-3 and in the year. Number two, Fishers Express, 38 and 11. And your number one team, New Albany Lightning, 29 and 12 on the air. This New Albany Lightning team is a perfect example of who you play and where you play. A, a record of 29 and 12 doesn't necessarily scream to me like we are that good. We are the number one team in the state. But I'll tell you what, you dive into this team, you watch them play, they're a dang good ball club. So it, again, it's not who you, it's not what your record is, who you play, where you play, how do you perform against the top teams? This team did it. They played some good tournaments, and they're a good ball club. Got great pitching, phenomenal pitching. They got a, got two guys that not only throw hard, but their breaking ball is just disgusting. So again, twenty nine and twelve. It's not going to stand out on paper, but that's a perfect example of how we dive more into into things. And how we use the data to get these rankings. So I can't stress it enough that we are putting so much effort into this. So number one team, New Albany Lightning. Congrats. Top over to 11 new rankings. Number 10, Center Grove Trojans. 22-23-1 on the air. Number 9, Razorbacks coming in 27-9-1. Number 8, SC Vipers 23-11. Number 7, TB Tigers 50-2. 50-2. Wow. Indiana Strikers coming in at number six, 34, 15, and one. Indiana Bulls White, 29, 23, and two. Number four, Indiana Jacks, 28, 14, and one. 
Number three, Indiana Bulls Black, 36-16. Number two, Nitro, 34-23-3. Number one, you talk about a loaded team, man. Canes Midwest, 64-13 on the year, playing a national schedule. This team is for real, and man, can they play. Great schedule, good team. They deserve to be the number one team, and that's... Uh, without a doubt to me so look out for this team as they go to the 12u division and play that national schedule this team is a special team and they're crazy loaded so excited to see what they do this coming season no doubt deserve that number one ranking all right over to the 12u division that's 12u number 10 coming in brownsburg baseball number nine southern indiana spikes number eight powerhouse tc3 Number seven, Zionsville Baseball Club. Number six, Indiana Bulls White, 39-29 record. Number five, Northern Stars, 33-17 record. Number four, Crown Point Bulldogs, Red, 34-15-1. Number three, Midwest Astros, 36-19-1. And number two, and this is this is tough. This can go either way. This one-two punch uh, It's just good baseball in Indiana, both playing good schedules. You know, two top teams. It's it's tough to you know separate these two. But number two, we got Canes Midwest with forty five fourteen and two record. Excited to see how this how they do this coming season. Number one, Indiana Bulls Black fifty seven fourteen and one on the season. Phenomenal team. Those one two punches at that twelve u uh, age division. It's uh it's a tough one. That's for sure. Excited to see those teams. Congrats on uh, end of the season rankings. Top over to the 13U rankings. Number 10, OPS Blue Sox. Number 9, Five Star Great Lakes. Number 8, Bulldogs Baseball. Number 7, Midwest Astros. Number 6, Indiana Spikes. Number 5, Attack. Number 4, Razorbacks. 39-16. Number three, Indiana Bulls Black, 45 and 15. Number two, Indiana Bulls White, 45, 11 and 1. And number one, Canes Midwest, 48, 15 and 1. Again, you see Canes Midwest and Indiana Bulls battling 1 2, 2 1, 1 2, whatever it may be. But, you know, great to see that, that I don't want to call it a rivalry, but I'm going to call it a rivalry in my mind is a little bit of a rivalry. You know, Creighton, Creighton, you got two top programs battling out one, two, two, one, one, two. So cool to see. You know, I'm excited to see where these teams go. Congrats on uh, this past great season for all you guys ranked. Those are the 2021 end of the season rankings for your state of Indiana. So a recap here for Indiana coming in with nine teams ranked in, in the state rankings. You have the Indiana Bulls. Man, that's impressive. Nine teams ranked. Very impressive. Then next up you have SC Vipers with three teams ranked in the Indiana State rankings in their program. You got Nitro with three teams ranked from their program. You got the Razorbacks with three teams ranked from their program. And got Kings Midwest with three teams ranked from their program. With two teams, you got Primetime ranked in their program. Two teams ranked from Center Grove Trojans. Two teams ranked from Spikes. 
and two teams ranked from Midwest Astros. So congrats to those teams. Multiple teams ranked from the state rankings last year from your program. Heck of an accomplishment. So congrats to those teams with more than one team ranked from their organization. All right, let's give a shout-out to the teams that from Indiana that made the Midwest rankings. We do, you know, top 50 Midwest rankings for the last season. So let's start it off with the 9U division. Primetime came in at number 7 in the Midwest for the 9U division. Congrats, Primetime, coming in over there. Number 15, Indiana Bulls Black in the 9U division. Number 18, Flash Baseball. It's three teams from Indiana ranked in the top 20 there. Pretty impressive, so good job over there. Let's uh, scroll down over to Nitro coming in at 34 for the Midwest rankings. That's going to wrap it up for the 9U division. Congrats to those teams. You know, pulling off uh, some some good, good stuff there. Some uh, top-ranked teams. Indiana's got good baseball, as you're seeing in those Midwest rankings. So congrats to those teams once again. Let's hop over to the 10U division. Coming in at number 11, Fisher's Express. Back up. We forgot someone. That's my backup noise. Yeah, it's not very good. Number 7, we had New Albany Lightning at the 10U division in the Midwest rankings. Now we can go over to number 11, Fisher's Express. And we'll hop to the next one, number 12, Indiana Bulls Black. Coming in at number 12, Indiana Bulls Black. Over to number 18, Indiana Bulls White. Indiana Bulls White in the 10U division over there. And then we scroll down to number 39, you got the SC Vipers. Number 40, right behind them, you got Nitro. That wraps it up for the 10U division over there. Let's scroll over to the 11U division. Coming in number four, you got Canes Midwest. That Man, I talked about it before on the Midwest rankings episode, but that's top four, top five, six, seven. At the 11U division is strong in the Midwest. Man, is it strong. But Canes Midwest coming in at number four for the Midwest rankings at the 11U division. Hop over to number 18. Indiana Nitro, number 19, right behind them, Indiana Bulls Black, and right behind them, number 20, Indiana Jacks, over to number 27, Indiana Bulls White, right behind them, you got Indiana Strikers, and number 28, Indiana Strikers, number 28, over to number 32, TB Tigers, coming in at number 32, 34 SC Vipers. Number 34 SC Vipers. That wraps it up for 11U Division. Over the 12U Division, you got Indiana Bulls Black coming in at number two. That's impressive, number two. And not far behind them, number six, Canes Midwest coming in at number six for the 12U Division in the Midwest. And another team in the top ten here. So that's three teams from the top ten here. Number nine, Midwest Astros. I take that back. You got number 10. You got Crown Point Bulldog from Indiana. So that's four teams in the top 10. That's quite impressive. It's uh, definitely an accomplishment there for sure. Good to see. Good to see Indiana representing pretty well there. 
Over to number 34, you got the Northern Stars. Number 36, you got Indiana Bulls White. Over to number 44, you got Zionsville Baseball Club. And that wraps it up for the 12U division. Over to the 13U division, your number one team in the Midwest is none other than Canes Midwest out of Indiana. So congrats over there, representing Indiana well. Number one in the Midwest rankings last year, 13U division, congrats. Over to number seven, Indiana Bulls White. Number seven, Indiana Bulls White. Number 12, Indiana Bulls Black. Coming in at number 12, Indiana Bulls Black. Over to number 29, you got the Razorbacks. 29, you got the Razorbacks. Number 31, you got Attack. 34, Indiana Spikes. And to round it off, you got number 48, the Midwest Astros. Congrats over there, Midwest Astros. That's a lot of teams ranked in our uh, Midwest rankings from the state of Indiana. So as I said before, good good baseball state. You see some, you know, some teams dominating there. You got you got the Bulls and you got Canes Midwest dominating, but you got a bunch of other really good ball clubs here, and it's uh, it's becoming a lot more spread out than it used to be, in my opinion. It's uh, you see some teams coming and some teams getting better each year. So definitely excited to see what these teams could do this coming year. So congrats to all those teams. That's our 2021 end of the season rankings for your your state of Indiana. The Hoosier State, as they call it, not too far over from me from Illinois border here. So my bordering state right around the corner. Excited to get down over in Westfield a couple times this year. Great baseball over there. So congrats again to those teams. All right, let's hop into our first player guest that we've ever had. First player guest. And plenty more to come, but this is going to be the first one. This is a, it's a great one here. We got on uh, Sebastian Wilson out of the Chicagoland area, out of Upper Deck Cougars, 13U. Heck of a year last season for him and his whole team. Sebastian's got a big event going on this weekend he was invited to. He's playing down in the International Power Showcase, the Home Run Derby, down in Miami at Lone Depot Park, home of the Miami Marlins. He's going to be playing with a lot of top prospects from not just the country, but the entire world. So definitely want to get him on, rooting him on for this coming weekend. Can't wait to watch what he does down there. And I hope we're all rooting him on together. He's representing, you know, not just Illinois, not just representing his Upper Deck program. And he's representing all the Midwest. You know, you see, you know, Texas, Texas, Georgia, Georgia, Oklahoma, North Carolina. We see it all the time when it comes to these rankings and, and events and everything. So, you know, when we get kids that are representing the Midwest, we should all be rooting them on. We should all be following them along, doing everything we, we can to, uh, you know, help support each other. You know, we're all in this together. We're all trying to grow the Midwest brand and, uh, you know, looking looking forward to seeing what he does. And I can't wait to uh, – can't wait – can't wait to watch him this weekend. Uh, make sure you guys follow him along. Sushi Wilson. You can follow him on Instagram, sushi.wilson31. That's S-U-S-H-I dot Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N 31 on Instagram. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at sushi Wilson. Sushi Wilson 2027. Sushi Wilson 2027. And, uh, Love the nickname. Love to see what he could do down there. And uh, let's hop into this interview. I think you guys are going to like it. Our first player guest. Let's go. Here we go, Sushi. Here we go, buddy.
All right, everybody, welcome back. I have Sebastian Wilson on on the podcast with us from Upper Deck Cougar. Sebastian, what's going on, my man? What's up? How are you? Good, good, man. I appreciate you hopping on. You're our first player guest. We look forward to having plenty more of these, but uh, you're our first one here, and we wanted to get you on here because uh, you got some big things going on this weekend. You're heading down to Miami for the International Power Showcase Home Run Derby All-American Classic down in Miami. How excited are you for that? I'm truly excited. This is going to be an honor to play in this, and it's just so fun. Yeah, it looks awesome, man. I did some research on it. So you're going down to Miami. You're playing at the Lone Depot uh, Park, home of the Marlins. Uh, this weekend, November 20th through the 24th, you know, it features all the top players from all around the world. It's a five-day experience. You got an MLB scout day in front of all the organizations. You got a home run derby. You got the All-American World Game. You know, what are you most excited for when it comes to this event? Um, I'm probably most excited for just meeting kids and just playing there like there's gonna be kids around the world playing there and top prospects in the nation and it's just to be a blast yeah it's i mean it's an incredible experience you get to meet these kids you know not only just from the the, uh you know our country but you got kids from all over the world uh you know past events you know i think there was about like 20 different countries that people represented it so you know when you got this invite you know talk about how how it made you feel when that invite came your way it felt awesome. Um, on my end, I live in like in the Midwest, so a lot of the kids that are getting recognized are from like the South, and they're just beasts and they play all year round. And I only get to play like during the summer, so it's awesome that they're noticing me out here, and it's just awesome. Yeah, you look at the the, the participants, and all you see is Texas, Texas, Georgia, Oklahoma. You know, you get sick of this, and that's why we're doing this here. What we what we're doing, you know, trying to get that Midwest name out there. And you know, we're glad to see you go down and represent. Um, you know, and you know, you could hit just with anybody down there, and and you know, that's got to be exciting for you to be able to represent the Midwest when it comes to all these South teams. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's what I love to see. Um, you know, so. Your hard work's paying off, clearly. You talked about being recognized and everything. Um, you know, how does that make you feel that, you know, you, all this hard work you're putting in is, is paying off and you get to be represented with, the, you know, these down south kids? Yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. It just feels so good, and it's hard to put into words. It just, just feels good. Yeah, I love it, man. And you're going to step on that field, you know, home of, you know, plenty of MLB players played there throughout the year, you know, Derek Jeter owns the organization now. How's is that a dream come true when you're going to step foot on, on that field? Yeah, it is a dream come true. If you're like 13 years old and playing on an MLB field and it isn't a dream come true, then I don't think you like baseball. It's just playing there, all those past players that's played there, stepped on that field, you're going to be part of that. That's that's awesome, man. And hopefully hit some home runs down there. You know, I, I was actually down in that stadium for the home run derby. I don't know, it had been about five years ago and saw Stanton and uh, Judge put on a show over there, and I hope you do the same thing down there. You know, so what, what's your preparation for this event, Ben? Have you been working hard to, you know, get ready for this? Yeah, um, I've been working with my hitting instructors, Joe Mazuka and Jim Paddock. Um, Jim Paddock is a coach for the minor league um, Rays organization. He's also, uh, he was a two-way player, so he knows a lot about hitting. Um, and Joe has been my hitting instructor since I was like 10 years old and he's done an awesome job and i've been just doing a ton of t work and just hitting off the pitching machine 
Yeah, and I, I can tell they do a great job. You know, when I look at your swing, we've seen I've seen it on Instagram, seen it on social medias, and everything. You got a pure swing. So, you know, how long is that that swing? You know, looked like that. Is it taking years and years to get you there? Because it's a it's a pure swing, especially at your young age. Yeah. So around eleven U, I started to take off, and I, I was just hitting so well starting eleven U. And that, like, when I started hitting with Joe, he fixed my swing up, and I've just been nonstop since. Nice. That's and that's that's what's all about working hard and gotten you to this to this level. And uh, I'm excited to see what you do this weekend, man. I, you know, we're all going to be looking forward to it, following you along, rooting you on, and representing the whole Midwest. But um, you know, let's talk about your your past season this uh, past year. You're with the Upper Deck Cougars out of Illinois. You know, Chicagoland area. You know, you guys did a ton of big things this year. You won Cooperstown. You know, talk about the season you guys had this past year. Yeah, so we were 56 and 15, and we were not like we're playing against like bad teams. We were traveling all over and playing the best teams in the Midwest, and it was just such a fun year. Yeah, I love it. And you know, winning Cooperstown, how did that feel? It felt it felt really good. Um, I was pitching for the last four innings in the championship, and I was pitching well, so it felt good to uh, feel that hard work pay off. Did you give up the game ball? Or did you keep it? Um, I didn't get it. The umpires took it. Ah, oh, they took the game ball on you. Yeah, and that's brutal. But I went to Cooperstown way back in the day, so it's uh, you know, I we made a nice little run, but didn't win it. So that's a heck of an accomplishment. You know, winning Cooperstown. You talk about that record and the tough schedule you guys played. Now you also were part of the USA uh, NTIS team down in North Carolina, correct? Yeah. And you guys, you guys won it down there too, right? Uh, I think the twelve U kids did. Twelve U. We didn't right. win, but we just had we had such a good team. Um, we had like Reed Robinson, Bren Pyle. They're just beasts, and they're really good. How was that experience going over there? Um, it was it was really fun. The fields were awesome there. Um, the dugouts were huge. The coaching staff was really good, and it was just so fun. Yeah, another great experience, and you've you've. You've done all these things, and you're having tremendous success, you know, with everything that you've done. You know, I talk about Cooperstown. I talk about this event you're going to this weekend. Um, I talk about the U.S. team. You know, how, how, what's, how, does it, how do you keep going? How do, what, you know, what's driving you at this point? Um, driving me, um, I always want to be the best in everything. It comes to school, sports, even sometimes video games. Um, just trying to get to the best, not just in the state level, trying to get in the best in the nation and the world. That just keeps on driving me. Yeah, I love that answer. And, you know, for all the kids listening out there, you know, it's not just about baseball. You mentioned school, which obviously should be first and foremost. And then you mentioned video games, too. It's cool to mix things up, man. It's, you know, it, you could be a great baseball player and you could have some fun with it, too. So that's, that's a great answer. I love that there. Um, you know, this upcoming season, what do you guys got planned? Any, any big pickups for you guys or what, any big tournaments you're going to? Uh, yeah, so we have two new kids on our team, and um, we're going to Dayton, Ohio. We're also going to Elizabethtown, and yeah, it, they're just really good tournaments. I think the Dayton, Ohio is the perfect game World Series. Yeah, and you're going over to uh, Elizabeth TBR, TBR. TBR, you have TBR World Series over there, and then you're going to Elizabethtown for uh, the TBS, in which we had uh, Rick Goff on previous a couple episodes ago. So they, they run a great tournament. That one's uh, going to be awesome. Looking forward to seeing you guys down there. So I, I can't wait to see. You know, it's, uh, it's, I think you guys going to have another great year. You guys were at the top of our ranking, you know, at the end of our season rankings, and looking forward to see what you guys do this year. 
Um, let's hop over to a little game for you, man. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to ask you a few questions. You're going to give me a quick answer. You don't know what's coming here, so it's nothing too crazy, but let's hop into it. You ready for it? Yeah. All right, here we go. When in a game, seeds or gum? Seeds. Good answer. Would you rather hit a home run or a stand-up triple? Stand-up triple. Oh, I like that answer. I had a feeling you were going to say that for some reason. Stand-up triple always kind of feels a little more special. <laughs> Would you rather be the number one seed or beat the number one seed? Be the number one seed. Yeah, run, running it, right? Making sure people know who you guys are. I like it. <laughs> uh, favorite baseball movie? Um, Sandlot. Nice. One thing you don't leave behind on a baseball road trip? Besides your, ba your bat bag, you know, one thing you got to have. Uh, my PlayStation. Nice. Bringing that on road trips. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Morning or night games, what do you prefer? Night games. Nice. Uh, how many home runs do you have last year? Uh, I think I had 25, I think. Whew. Well, that, that's how you get invited to those showcases when you're knocking 25 home runs. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, so, you know, I got one more question for you here. And uh, I, we ask all our guests this at the end of our, our interviews here. What is one moment when travel baseball, when I say travel baseball, that comes to your mind that you're always going to remember? You know, it's something that sticks with you, something that proves that you love this game. What's kind of that one moment for you? Um, it was probably when I won Cooperstown because it, it's such, it was such a wide, uh, widely known tournament around the, U, around the U.S. that winning it, it just feels awesome. And I heard about this story, Eric Hosmer, when he won the World Series in 2015. Um, a reporter asked him, what was your favorite moment um, in baseball before winning the World Series? And he said, just going to Cooperstown and playing there, and it was just an awesome experience. Wow. Yeah, so it makes you feel like a big leaguer for a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that answer, man. It's, uh, you know, at Cooperstown winning that is, is something special you remember for your whole entire life. And I, I hope this coming weekend is something you create um, that you're going to remember for your entire life, too. You know, I, you know, we root, we're going to be rooting you on, uh, following you along, and hopefully you're posting some good stuff on social media. You know, represent the Midwest, represent Illinois, represent Upper Deck, you know, everything you can. We're going to be uh, we're going to be rooting for you, man, and wish you the best this weekend. No problem, Sushi, man. I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you hopping on. Okay. Take care. I love that interview with my guy, Sushi, out of the Chicagoland area. Just uh, rooting that kid on, man. Just a good kid. Uh, heck of a ball player. You know, check his Instagram out, man. If, if Especially for these younger kids, 8, 9, even 10-year-old kids. Watch his swing. His swing is pure. It is, it's hard work and a developed swing that didn't come overnight. And I can guarantee you he's been working at it for years and years and years. And as he talked about it, it's just starting to come around now. He's only, he's, he's succeeding in, you know, achieving his goals right now. But, you know, he feels like he's just getting started. You know, his swing is just getting started. You know, he's had a great couple of years here. But, you know, when 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 you're good, you know how much better you can be. So he's got goals. And, you know, I'm excited to follow that kid along. And we root him on. And like I said, you know, all the Midwest should be rooting him on. You know, we're in this together at the end of the day. We're not playing against each other on that field. As soon as we leave that field from that game, we should all be rooting each other on. We're trying to build this Midwest baseball up together. So I appreciate you hopping on, young man. You're our first player guest, and uh, you'll go down as the first one on the history of Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast. So congrats, buddy. And we, uh, we wish you the best this weekend.
we'll be following you along on all the socials and um you know not just myself everyone else should be doing it also but appreciate you hopping on all right enough of my voice next interview here i got cam evelyn coming on the podcast here from bullpen sports handles all the operational stuff day-to-day stuff all the behind the scenes stuff that you know that goes on to make his tournaments great bullpen sports down in westfield and kokomo over there in indiana just fantastic place to be and you know it's not just tournaments that they're running it's the whole experience that they're running and they just do a fantastic job so i i love this interview i you know we get into some behind the scenes stuff some in-depth stuff and you know cam knows travel baseball he knows these top teams he knows the teams that are coming he's doing his behind the scenes work that you know some other people may not do and that's okay you know some people are just worried about running their tournament but cam does a great job of you know truly knowing travel baseball and uh and that's important too so he knows everything that goes on and uh you know this is just a great interview i'm excited for you guys to hear this one and um you know he he I gotta give you a little preview here. He uh, he talks about the number one tournament that has the most ejections. Now that's some inside information that you're not gonna get from everybody else, and and uh, it's just a fantastic quote by him. And looking forward to you guys hearing that. But you know, we talk about Super Select. We talked about the PBR World Series, but you know, this Super Select team it, tournament is just unbelievable number one tournament in the midwest putting my stamp on it right now i'm gonna have to see some crazy things for anyone to pass it but this is the number one tournament in the midwest you know we're just just talking strictly midwest teams here you know there's some other tournaments such as you know tbs over in elizabethtown kentucky that has more you know spread out different teams throughout the country we're talking just midwest here and i don't see any other tournament coming close to this uh, super select tournament absolutely loaded every single age level we definitely talk about this and we're going to have him on again once uh season gets closer we'll do a little preview but with that being said let's hop over to the interview here we go cam All right, everybody, welcome back. I got Cam Evelyn on with us over from uh, Grand Park over there with bullpen tournaments over there. Cam, what's going on, man? How's it going, Jim? Happy to be here. Appreciate you, uh, you know, inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I love talking about bullpen tournaments. They're they're on my daily check on screen every single day. I check where teams are going there. You guys do a fantastic job over in Westfield, uh, Indiana. You guys are expanding into Kokomo some more, some more. So bullpen tournaments does a fantastic job. And, you know, first question I got for you is, uh, you know, I want to put you on the spot here. All the hard work that you guys are doing, um, you know, you're handling a lot of the operations and stuff. You're the guy handling all that good stuff, you know, all the hard work, you know, talk about that, that you guys are putting into this. Yeah, so I would say, you know, it kind of starts with us that operate the tournaments. Um, so that everybody that's doing the scheduling and the, the day-to-day operations, but also even, you know, down to the admin people who help with the payments, the registrations, a ton of stuff like that, all the way to, you know, our maintenance staff, our umpires, um, and we'll get into all that stuff later. But um Truthfully, we couldn't do it without any piece of that. Um, all those components, you know, kind of build up to, to what we are um, as bullpen tournaments. So, you know, like I said, everything from us going in and scheduling from, you know, different hours of the day to um, us actually operating the events to, you know, all those other pieces that come together and, you know, kind of create this, uh, you know, this big operation here at Grand Park and, you know, what we do. 
Yeah, it's 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 amazing to me right now. So we're 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 in the middle of November, and I look today, and you have twenty five tournaments with over fifty teams signed up. So do you guys get any type of break? I, I mean, it, it, I imagine you guys the season ends, and you guys are looking forward to the next season already. Oh, hundred percent. We uh, we I think we released our schedule while we were still operating tournaments this fall. So there's probably two or three left, or you know, still putting the final pieces together, putting schedules together. But yet we're still releasing um, going into next year. So all that is kind of a hectic time period. You know, we say that our our fall and winter is our break, um, so to say, because we're not operating as much. Um, you know, from like a five to seven day spectrum. But you know, it's still it's still a pretty eventful and that's that's actually the question i get most is you know what do, what do you guys do during the winter time and it's like it's it's still a hectic period you know putting together those registrations trying to get teams to events and um you know managing wait lists invite requests and and everything from that nature so a lot of planning a lot of scheduling and um you know that kind of stuff as we get later into that so not much downtime but um you know it's a it's a high environment job and, and i personally love what i do so yeah, and so, you know, you talk about the downtime, the off season. You know, to me, the off season is probably, you know, almost as busy as the season because it's amazing the amount of teams you guys have right now, and it's this early in the year. It seems like as soon as you put that schedule on, people are jumping to these uh, these tournaments. And you talk about the fall schedule, too. You guys run the best fall tournaments around, too. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, I feel for you in the, in the time that you have, but it, it's all worth it, I imagine. No, we we appreciate that, and um, we couldn't do what we do without, you know, the support from different organizations and even, you know, all the way down to the one-off teams that come out, you know, all their support we get, whether it's, you know, a team that brings hundreds of teams out here, if it's, you know, like I said, that one-off team that comes once or twice a year, um, just looking forward to creating the best environment for them and the best experience so that they keep coming back every year. Um, and like you said, um, just the number of teams that jump in right away. I think I just looked, we are at, we're at just over 2,200 um, wow. teams already for next year. So crazy number when you, you know, put it into perspective, but, um, that's something that we're always striving for. How can we get, you know, more and more teams coming back and, and create that experience so that they come back year after year. Yeah, and you guys really are creating that experience. And it's honestly probably one of the only places in the Midwest where you have, you know, the combinations of multiple things. you got a great facility. Um, you guys run the tournaments well. you got top teams coming. you got middle teams coming. You separate real well. And you guys expand a little bit to the Kokomo area, too. So, you know, kind of talk about that. I know you got. I was uh, down there last year and another beautiful facility. So I don't know where you guys keep pulling these from, but it's just, <laughs> you know, a nonstop every field you guys got. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, so I think it's kind of our brand. Um, I talked to you about it a little bit. We're big partners with Prep Baseball Report tournaments and um, different places like that. So we're always looking to expand. Um, they're more on a, on a national scale, whereas we um, are kind of local to Grand Park. And we saw the opportunity with Kokomo and um, kind of jumped on it. We're like, you know, if we ever have overflow or maybe we want to run a smaller tournament up there. Um, and we've kind of used it. You know, we're still experimenting a lot because it just – got introduced this past year. Um, so a lot of that is experiment, but, um, you know, it's hard to turn down when we get an opportunity like that with, you know, brand new eight, eight turf fields, um, all led lights and, um, you know, it's right up 31. So there's, there's been different stuff that, that goes into that, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say uh, no to a place like that when, you know, it gets it gets kind of handed the reins over to us as, right. as operators. So, 
Yeah, I don't blame you one bit. And and you're probably the only facility that I know of that you look at a schedule and you're like, oh, I got to go to the other fields. And you're like, oh, no, this is fine. <laughs> well, and that's what we ran into is it's like I get it. Nobody wants to drive uh, off site. But what, especially at the high school ages, when we get to, to that point, um, you know, some of those teams are going down to WWBA and these different places where they got to travel, you know, an hour Southeast of Atlanta and they go an hour to the North of Atlanta. And it's like, well, we're only asking, I promise we're only asking you to drive straight up 31, um, to, to a facility that's just as nice as the one we have here. So, right. um, you know, I, I feel for the people that have to drive, but also like, I promise it's, it's a great opportunity to play on, you know, great fields either way. So, yeah, I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, I was there last year for the super select tournament and we got sent over there and we're like, Oh, what the heck? We got to drive 20 minutes. Right. We pulled in and we're like, I, I don't almost rather play here. It's gorgeous <laughs> over here. I know, man. <laughs> so that's awesome. And you know, while we're on the topic of super select, I got to bring this up. It's, 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 to me, it's the top tournament in the Midwest this coming year. It's absolutely loaded. Uh, you you got over 210 teams, you know, combined with the two here. And you know, how how do you get these top teams to just come in right away? Like I said, we're in the middle of November, and you got every top team there for every age. So this year we tried something new. Um, last year we took up to like 40. 40 some teams that you know 12 13 and 14 we tried something new this year format wise and how it's formatted which it's my favorite format event we can get into that um here in a little bit but um just how it's formatted it's very uh it's very tough to take 40 some teams at 13 and 14 u um and run it on a two and a half day spectrum we already are telling teams you know you got to get here at you know three or four or five o'clock on fridays to, to play their first game and which we know um, one, that's that's tough for a lot of teams to do, especially at the younger ages, um, to get here um, when they're traveling out of state. You know, we're asking sometimes for, and we don't we don't normally do this, but asking sometimes for you know kids to be pulled out of school just to get here for the first game. That's just the format and and how it works. So we tried something new this year. We took it to an invite only, um, just so we can kind of manage who's getting in and and whatnot, and just see the the interest level. Uh, we've never done an invite only at the at the youth ages, so we. You know, it's kind of a, a, a feeler out there um, just to see if, if it will work. And, you know, the interest from and the amount of invite requests we got within, you know, just one week of that tournament releasing um, has been kind of crazy. So we're going to do it where it's going to be 32 teams capped at 12, 13, and 14, which we've already hit our cap there. 11, we actually just took it to um 32 we're going to take it to 32 this year um and a cu couple of the younger ages will, will get capped around 16 or 24 um and then we're also doing the same weekend just so we can you know kind of keep the format the same but take more teams um we're going to do an open division at the 12 13 and 14 obviously talent wise i wouldn't sit here and lie to you guys that talent wise it's going to be the best but we're basically putting it out there like any any of the teams that don't get the opportunity to play in the invite only but still want you know that same format um sure. you know come play in the open registration one um there still be talent we're hoping that we can fill it to where it's you know just as good of an, an event there so yeah um, you got like 50 teams signed up for that one already too yeah i know i know <laughs> it's been crazy but in terms of you know who's coming to the event um it was it was a process trying to you know map out who do we let in who do we not let in obviously there's so many teams in, in the Midwest and, um, 
that has great baseball right now and, and some youth programs that are really doing great things. And it's, it's hard to say no to a team that, you know, has come in the past or hard to say no to a team that, you know, maybe got their invite request in late. Um, so that was definitely, you know, part of a, a struggle piece for us. Um, but we're, we're really excited about the field that we have going into next year and, you know, hoping we can only build on it for years to come. So if you want to get into like individual teams, I mean, it's, it's absolutely loaded, but yeah, it's, it's um, crazy. I, I went through it. I've been kind of looking at it every week, but I mean, you got every every top team in the midwest you know i I looked at my midwest rankings for each age and you got almost every top 10 team there it's unbelievable and you know i kind of just assumed it was always invite only because i saw it on the page but it's always been a really good tournament so i kind of always assumed it was invite only but then i was thinking i'm like i don't remember seeing that last year so uh, maybe that's grown the interest even more and and that's kind of what i thought was was you know, if we throw it out there and it is an invite only and we put it on our featured tournaments list, um, you know, that's only going to grow interest from more and more teams. They're going to be like, what? You know, most teams already know what is the super select, but when they look at it and they're like, why are we going to have to, you know, request an invite when we're, you know, a 10 year old team? You know, that's, that's kind of some of the things that help grow the event, grow the interest uh, as a whole. So, um, Something we played around with this year, but I think going forward, we'll kind of keep that uh, invite only as, as a piece of this event. Yeah, I definitely think it's working. Uh, and you guys are running the same format, that College World Series format. Are you going with that yep. again? Yeah. This, yep. To me, and, that's the best the best in the game, for sure. Yep. And we and that's another reason why we stopped at 32. Last year, when we messed around with going up, um, we got some weird numbers where it was 46, 47, you know, something like that, where if it's divisible by four, that is the best way to run that tournament. So you can take pods of four. They play five games in each pod um, total. And then we can take the all the two seeds and the, and the one seeds into that championship bracket. Three seeds would then be done, and then the four seeds play that consolation game. Um, so that's kind of our favorite way to run it with 32 teams. So that was kind of the decision there to, to cap that number. Yeah, by far the best format out there. I love when tournaments do that, and that's another drawing factor to it. Now, when you guys make the pods, is it completely random, or are you doing it, you know, since it's invite only, are you kind of separating it, uh, you know, kind of, according to you know rankings whatever game changers whatever it may be or are you just completely random um i don't know how much of that i want to get into yeah for sure <laughs> no <laughs> no um we definitely look at stuff like that yeah, like yeah, it, it's it's obvious that you know we don't want to pull up um motor city's best team with you know the top team from another area yeah, like agreed. we don't want to have to do that and we, there's also other stuff that we look at like um you know if if Bulls Black and Nitro who play out here um, yep. all the time and they scrimmage all the time, I'm not going to pull them up um, against each other. So definitely things like that we look at. Yeah, I won't get good. into too much on you know us seeding at pre-event or anything like that, but um, we we obviously don't just throw in random random cards and say you know you fall where you fall. So no, I, I love that. It's it, especially the second part where you said if you got two teams from 20 minutes away, why are we pairing them up again? If you got you got teams driving from five, six, seven, eight hours. Um, so I, I love that. I, I love to see that. And that's one of the guarantees we say when you know teams sign up for that term is you can guarantee that you're going to play teams from out of state. Um, right. And and I can guarantee that right off the right off the bat that um, if not every team from your pod will be out of state, I would say at least two of the 
two of the four teams will be, you know, from a different stage. So we, we look at that stuff. It gets really tough um, with, like I said, starting at three or four or five o'clock saying, you know what, you, you play um, a team from Kentucky and you're from Michigan and you got to get here by four. It's tough. But, you know, with that event and the magnitude of it, usually teams, um, you know, are willing to get down here. And uh, we really appreciate that on, on our behalf. Yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. And teams are much more, you know, glad to drive whatever it is early in that morning to play a team from five hours away versus, you know, the, like you said, the Bulls and Nitro playing. That It just doesn't make sense. So I love to hear that. I'm glad glad you brought that up. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, another tournament you guys got, you know, I, I looked at the Rocks tournament. That's at 150 teams. And uh, the PBR World Series, you guys always do a fantastic job with that towards the end of the season. Um, get some top teams there. That one's going to be loaded again, I imagine. Um, any big plan anything new on that tournament or same same old with that one so the pbrt world series that one yep yep um kind of same same old there um we are probably going to expand we're looking at adding a 13u division to that so if any 13u listeners are out there probably within the the week i would say we'll add a 13u division to that event um But in terms of talent, like that one's, you know, that one always fills up. We did add a uh, D2 division to that one this year. In the past, it's it's been a D1 only. But to get, you know, some of those other teams uh, an opportunity to still compete in those events, um, we had the space to do it. So we'll add a, a D2 to the 9U through 12U there. Um, so that's kind of the, the new features we'll see going forward for that one. And that's a that's a four game guarantee, right? If I'm not mistaken, or what was that it? one is a four uh, is a five game guarantee. I'm five, sorry. yeah, it right. So you get your money's worth on that one. That's a great great event. And, you know, um, is it starts Friday uh, Friday morning, I think, or Friday afternoon usually. So because um, it's late July, it's in July. So that one will start on Thursday. Thursday, yep. right, right, that's why, yep. yep, so, you know, you're definitely getting your money's worth there, there's, you know, some open spots on that one for sure, so for those of you listening, definitely go check out that one, um, I've been there the past couple of years, that's a phenomenal one, especially towards the end of the season, it's hard to find these, you know, top tournaments, and that's definitely one of them. It, it 100% is, and um, if I were to sit here and pitch to anybody what to come to in the summer, our, our youth amateur baseball championships is, um, so this year we kind of tried something new as well, um, kind of what same same type of deal with the super select um we thought we we experimented we talked about um going invite only there um but we decided we're just going to separate um weekends we're going to go d1 weekend um in in middle of june and then we're going to follow it up with a d2 weekend so that'll just be you know hopefully we get to the point where it's um down the road it's it's 48 12 u teams 48 11 u teams 48 10 u teams and and hopefully build that up to where it's you know top end competition d1 teams they play almost like a super select um just bringing in all the top teams in you know midwest and maybe even further especially with it being in june and then you know the next weekend if there's a a ton of local teams or you know teams that are uh whether they're b teams of their organization just developing um you know whatever it is that they play d2 um or double A ball, um, bringing in those teams and hopefully getting it to where it's you know forty eight D two teams and, and at each age and, and stuff like that. So um, that's that's another event that we we like to highlight and that's our amateur baseball series um, where 
once they get to 13U, 14U, that's where it'll take up a whole weekend um, where we're playing 13U ABC, 14U ABC, 15U, all the way up. So hopefully creating a brand there where, you know, a team can come out and compete for the ABCs all the way from 9U all the way up to, you know, 17U. So that's another yeah. big one as, as well as the PBRT World Series. I'm looking at those, and, and you're looking at 50-plus teams in all, all those weekends too. So, I, another, you know, the teams are coming to those. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys are at another new tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Here, uh, what you got? You guys are running a, a World Series over there too, right? Yeah. So in the past, we've we've partnered with USSSA to run the Global and Double A World Series. This year, um, there will be a Double A World Series, but um, kind of the brand change is it's going to be the USSSA Grand Park World Series. Um, still, still going to be pretty similar in format. We'll run um, eight through twelve of you there um, in, in that and. You know, we're really excited about this new opportunity and, you know, kind of putting, you know, the Grand Park brand on the map as opposed to just using it as a as a SAA feature. So we've been partners with them for a while and, um, you know, kind of talked about that this offseason. So we're, you know, pretty excited to implement that one, too. No, I love it. And any other top tournaments you kind of want to touch on? You know, like I said, you look at their website, uh, you know, go to go to was it play.bullpentournaments.com and, and the schedule every single week. I mean, you don't see this anywhere else. You see 50 teams, 50 teams, 80 teams, 90 teams. You just don't see it anywhere. You know, I recommend everyone going to check it out and, you know, look what fits for you, whether you're a top team looking for that top tournament, whether you're a middle tier team, whether you're a lower end team, there's a tournament for you there. I promise you. Yeah. And that's what we, uh, We've, we've added a ton of D3 events as well this year. So for those listening that are not aware, our kind of equivalent would be like our D1 would be like a, a major or, you know, an open or, or AAA, whatever you want to call it for the USSSA, where their AA would kind of be our D2 and then our D3. So it kind of works in reverse. Our D3 would be their like single A ball. Um, so we added a ton of D3 next year just to create more opportunities there, hopefully fill some fields um, with some of those other teams and, um, you know, we're always going to have a ton of D1 and, and D2 competition, but adding that D3, hopefully giving some more opportunities. Um, and then in terms of like what tournaments, like I said, the, the YABC, um, if you're a youth team coming in the summer, the PBRT World Series, if you're looking for that high-end competition, our midsummer championships, really good for, for uh, you know, D3 or single-ed teams. Um, and then if you're a 13 and 14 team, you're not going to, you're not going to want to miss out on, you know, a ton of the stuff we have in the summer, especially with our 13 ABC and 14 ABC. Um, if you're looking at Super Select, unfortunately, unless you're, you know, a 9 or a 10 or an 8U team, um, if there's any 8U teams out there, contact me at <laughs> ASAP because we need you guys in the Super Select. But, uh, you know, it, unfortunately, you may miss out on this year, but that's one if, you know, you're, you're a younger team and are, are going to be there for years to come, get in that early and, um so that one, our May Slugfest is usually a huge event that yeah. we have. Um, that's kind of where teams that are missing out on the Super Select right now that I got to tell, hey, hey, I don't have any spots left. Like I'm kind of pushing them there. Um, that's always a big event in, you know, end of April, early May. Um, and then, like I said, we're, we're going to be starting middle of March this year. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to, to get out here and, you know, get to uh, get to work early on, on some baseball. So. 
Yeah, no, I, I love it. It's it, so eight U, nine U, ten U. Definitely reach out, yeah, look at Super absolutely. Select. You know that eight U team. That's a great res- thing to throw on the resume. Um, you know, winning Super Select at a young age. So, um, you know, I recommend definitely go and check this this tournament out. And I imagine is there some type of wait list too? So uh, there is. If yep. teams drop out. Yeah, I don't know so. how many teams will actually withdraw, um, right, if any. Right. But you know, there is a wait list. So if if that's something you're interested in, I mean, feel free to you know contact us and we'll get you placed on there. I can't make any promises but um you know if you want to get your name out there and, and get a put it in on uh on a wait list we'll help you guys out yeah and i always recommend teams to throw your name on the wait list if you missed out because you just never know something may happen a team might drop out it, it's it's probably rare it might not happen but you never know so i recommend putting your name on that and that wait list and we've been talking about super select for the past two three weeks so i've given them plenty of warnings <laughs> to sign up so yeah if they missed it you missed it but yeah. um i'm excited for it man well, it's a one of the uh one of the funny things always about the super select too is um we always tell people this like that one is the number one event we have especially for the youth in terms of ejections coach ejections fan ejections whatever <laughs> and you, you're thinking like what, what like what, you know it's all these high end teams and it's like well they're not used to losing all these right. teams that come in you know like you said they're ranked and um you know they're, they're whether they're 10 years old or whatever they are they're not used to losing those those baseball games and um they come in there and um you know a coach gets hot an umpire is, is fed up by the end of the day and um, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough for me as a tournament director because, you know, you hate seeing coach ejected, but you also get it right. at the end of the day. You're like, you know, these are some high caliber teams. And regardless if it's, you know, you, you'd hate to look at somebody and say, come on, man, they're 10 years. You don't say that to somebody because to them, that's right. their world series. Like that's yep. something that as a tournament director, you got to live with. And that's just the weekend that, um, you know, we know we got to be buttoned up on top of our stuff because, um, you know people are coming to win a championship that week right and, and it's funny you mentioned that you know i talked about previously if, if you go to the super select and you may finish one and three on the weekend or whatever it may be you know one and two yeah. it's not necessarily a bad experience because no. you're playing this top end team so you know the record at the end of the day doesn't matter um it's about who you're playing so it's funny you mentioned that the ejections and everything no, i get it every year every year it's always uh it's always top top either one or top three in our you know weekend ejections and it's a three-day tournament but um we get it with you know how high octane that that event is so i appreciate the honesty on that yeah. that's, uh, that's good so all you coaches you know calm down for that weekend uh we're trying to keep this going here and we, we don't want to bring in security yeah yeah don't make my life harder yeah right <laughs> And, you know, while we're on that topic real quick, the umpires to me, I've been to Grand Park down there plenty of times, just top-notch umpires every single game. You guys do a fantastic job with that. So I imagine there's a pretty good, you know, vetting process for you guys when it comes to that. Yeah, I'll give a quick shout-out to Alex Gondalas and Derek Whitfield. They run um, at least our section of United Travel Umpires here, which they've expanded. They do um, stuff with Lake Point, stuff with Creekside Baseball Park, stuff with PBR tournaments around the country. Um, But they're kind of home-based out of here and working with us. Um, and they're here. So Alex actually lives out in Las Vegas and, um, he moves back to, you know, kind of Westfield, Indiana area, um, every year from about March, April ish to, you know, the fall. 
Um, so this is kind of like he splits he splits his time where he's doing that out there in the winter, and then you know he comes back here. So a big shout out to those guys because they put in you know just as much work as you know us tournament direct directors or you know the coaches or organization directors. They put in just just as much work on their end, um, you know, trying to you know piece together how to assign those events. Um, and this, this past year was actually the biggest challenge for us because, you know, we pride ourselves with putting great umpires on the field and, um, you know, with COVID and different pieces that, you know, kind of came into play last spring, uh, you know, there was a lot of times where I was out there umpiring a game or, you know, sure. different guys um, or, you know, high school baseball players were trying to train up and, and get them out there to, to umpire a game. And there was a lot of factors that went into that. There was, you know, everything from, you know, college football Besides the Division One level was playing in the spring, that takes away a ton of umpires. High school, ba- high school baseball was playing, college baseball was playing. So, um, you know, all those guys that are looking at, um, you know, refereeing or umpiring at different different levels, they're obviously going to take, um, you know, a college football game that pays them the same amount as coming out here and doing four or five games and stuff. So we've, you know, we've worked with them on, you know, our price points, trying to get it up to, to help out those umpires and hopefully, you know, not running into some of those facets like, you know, spring football and different stuff like that will help us going forward. But last year was definitely our biggest challenge when it came to that. But um, at the end of the day, those guys worked their tails off to get those, you know, games assigned for us. And, you know, we we ended, we implemented a training program to try to get some of those high school and college baseball players interested in, you know, umpiring. And, um, you know, that was something that we, you know, tried out for, for last year. And so hopefully going forward, it, you know, kind of sets us up to where, um, you know, we have a, a better foundation. But um, when it comes to summer, you know, they've got guys traveling in to umpire. They've got guys that are local umpiring, um, guys that are put up in hotels to umpire, like everything like that. So there's so many pieces that go into it that, you know, nobody else thinks of. Um, and, and with kind of an umpire shortage this past year, and really it, it went across the board. Everybody kind of experienced it that was running tournaments or playing games and stuff. So, um, you know, can't say thank you enough to those guys over at United. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I remember, I think it was two years ago when COVID was in its peak and, and everything. I remember talking to an umpire down there who was normally a Cooperstown umpire and he was back and forth. Just a great guy. And, and you know, I, I, the one thing about your umpires that you have at the tournament, they're willing to talk. So, you know, if you're a fan, a, a kid, whatever, they're very good with the kids and very good with the parents. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to, uh, you know, talk to these umpires, you know, get to know them a little bit. Maybe you won't get ejected at Super Select <laughs> if you get to know them a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so they do a great job. There's always a bad egg, but the guys that come back week after week and year after year are the guys that, you know, um, I go out there and I still have chats with. And when they see me, you know, they kind of, you know, they kind of glow. And when I see them, uh, you know, it's good to see those familiar faces that come back week after week and, you know, put in that time for us. So um, absolutely get to know these guys. These guys are humans. I promise they right. miss calls, but, um, right. you know, they're willing to talk about it and, you know, willing to, you know, explain what they saw and, and things like that. So um, as long as you're not back there heckling them the whole game, I promise they're, you know, willing to work with you and talk to you guys. Right. I, I can't say it enough. You know, say a good thing about it. I'm, you know, be nice to him for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, for those that haven't been over your guys' facility, you know, I, I can't rave enough about it. The facility's gorgeous. You guys do a great job. The umpires are great. The teams are great. Everything there. Um, and if for those teams out there, talk to other teams that have been there. I guarantee you they'll tell you the same thing. But, you know, coming from your end, if, if a team hasn't been there, why should they go over to a bullpen tournament? 
Yeah, so I would say we've, we've talked a good amount about experience, um, but that's kind of one of the things we pride ourselves on, whether it's um, the customer service piece. We, we always say that we want to have, we want us as, you know, directors and, and the people running it all the way down to, um, you know, our quad workers that are out in the park and our maintenance workers that are out there to have a Disney World mentality um, to create that customer service piece to keep people coming back year after year. Um, so obviously we're, we're not Disney World and we're not ever going to be but we're that's what we strive for so everything hey your disney world to, <laughs> to all these baseball families fair, fair enough there. we'll take it but uh <laughs> no that's that's kind of the the component we look for and it's it's everything from um you know just saying trying to have our gate workers or our parking workers you know greet people as they're in and in the park not just here here's what you owe me like stuff like that or you know going out of your way as our quad workers are going out of your way as a tournament director to go up and introduce yourself you know you've been emailing yeah so it's coaches that you've been emailing or people you've been emailing all day um all winter long um just going out there and greeting them and you know putting a face to a, to a name and, and things like that just trying to uh you know, create those relationships, whether it's um, anything from, you know, a quad worker creating a relationship or it's, you know, us as tournament directors going out there. And All right, I got a little game for you here, Cam. It's, you know, we've been doing it with our past couple of guests. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to ask you some questions. Give me your quick answers here and uh, we'll go from there. I, I, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, talk about ejections. You already covered that. So uh, we're, we're, we're good to go there. We are we're good to go for ejections no ejection talk the game i'm gonna throw it out here quick quick questions quick answers for you and uh first question i got for you here favorite concession stand has to be popcorn gotta be popcorn yep butter butter on the popcorn I, however they serve it i assume they put butter on it but i'll, I'll take it either way yeah, I love it. I've been seeing some videos of people putting straws and <laughs> directly after the butter yeah I've seen that too, yeah. I <laughs> uh, love that. And uh, let's see here. Uh, the number one best feedback you guys give when it comes to your service? Outside of facility, I would say our communication is usually um, pretty top notch. Um, whether it's, you know, scheduling weather, stuff like that. But outside of our, our facility and people that have shown up for the first time, they're like, whoa, like, this place is crazy. Um, it's it's probably communication. Yeah, before I get to the next question, I did want to briefly talk about the experience and everything. So to me, when you say, you, you don't mention you know, the term experience, you mention experience, experience, but to me, right there, there's a difference between any other day tournament versus your guys' tournament. So I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, I meant to mention it earlier, but it is an experience. You're getting everything involved. So, uh, you know, not just a facility, but everything. So, um, next question. On a hot dog, ketchup on it or no? Yeah, ketchup on it. Yep. Usually mustard too, but I'll take ketchup on it for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> from Chicago, people don't like that answer. <laughs> yeah, give me ketchup and mustard on Yep. Yeah. Uh, favorite baseball movie? Ooh, this tough one. Um, probably rookie of the year, just because I either that or major league. Um, rookie of the year. I, I I'm a Cubs fan, so I grew up, um, you know, watching the Cubs baseball. And you know, when I was a kid, I watched that movie hundreds of times. So either that or rookie or uh, major league. Major league's a great movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> rookie of the year doesn't get enough credit. Henry Rowan Gardner. Yeah, right. 
it's a little it's a little corny to go back and watch it now, but it's like you know I've watched it so many times I could probably recite every every um, you know line in that movie. Right. It, it, uh, my my pitch hitting instructor is the catcher in that movie. Uh, so shout out Mark Dorn is the catcher in the movie. Okay. Uh, we screenshot it a few times. And we don't think of it. Give him a hard time about it. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, favorite baseball mom? Um, that's a tough one. Probably October, just because playoff baseball. Um, but I, I love the early season, and there's nothing better for me to to go to a you know a game in in early June or or something like that, a game at Wrigley. So, but I'd say October probably trumps um, every other month, just because it's it's playoff time and it's you know the World Series. <laughs> Uh, water or Gatorade? Water. Yeah. Yeah. Water. Well, I appreciate the answers there. I got one more question for you here. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess to kind of wrap things up, what's one moment for you that you always remember when it comes to travel baseball, whether it's a game you saw, uh, you know, running a, a great tournament, whatever it may be, what's kind of that one moment that sticks with you when I say travel baseball? So I don't know if it's a moment, but I guess um, kind of an experience. I, uh, so when I was when I first started out here, they asked a lot of the quad workers. We experiment with the bullpen All Star Weekend, um, and that's something that we you know return this this past year, and we're going to do for years going forward. So for people that don't know, um, you know, we we give out like these little All Star tags and stuff to all the youth teams that come, and you know they get a player of the game and. Um, those kids can then go sign up for the bullpen all-star weekend. So they get pooled. Um, we take all the kids at each age, um, eight through 12 U, um, and they get put on teams and, and basically do like a, uh, you know, an all-star series through like home run derby and, you know, kind of like a showcase type thing there. Um, like a, a celebration, um, ceremony night, the first night. Um, and then the, the teams that are, put together are you know kids from everywhere whether it's a grb out of wisconsin playing with a, a bulls kid from indiana or you know some of those michigan motor city kids playing with you know people from um down in kentucky on the vipers teams like they they all get pulled together and you know they play for different teams and, and the people that actually coach them are our quad workers our you know college summer baseball players our interns our staff um, are the coaches. So I got, I got the chance to, to coach my first year here, an eight U team out there. So they were eight going to be nine. So that was their first experience of a lot of them was their first experience of pitching, you know, leadoffs, like stuff like that. Um, and you know, they, I, I asked them why they put me on an eight, nine U team. And it was like, you know, we wanted to put the guys with, you know, the most higher energy and, you know, could handle these kids. And I, it ended up being, the best experience that I've had out here, just being around a bunch of, you know, eight and nine year old kids that don't know each other and, you know, kind of putting them together and, and teaching some, teaching them some, some of the things, but also getting to compete against, you know, our other, our other quad workers teams or our other college baseball players teams or um, stuff like that. That is one of the most unique experiences to, to have. And um, that was probably my favorite memory and going into it. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to go out there and coach some of these kids. I don't know, you know, meet these new faces. That was easily um, one of the best experiences. And um, if if you guys have not checked that one out yet, and your kid is looking for something to do at the end of July after your guys' season finishes up, I highly recommend um, you register them for our, our bullpen All Star Weekend. It is. I probably had more fun that whole weekend than I think our our team did or our kids did. Um, 
And, and I still remember some of those kids' faces when I see them out here in the park just from coaching them those, those two days. No. No, I actually know a family that went last year and uh, it was their first time they, you know, and, and one of the things they asked their kid was, you know, you don't really know anyone going, you know, is this something that still interests you? And that was his number one thing. He's a, he's a 12 year old kid now. And he's like, you know, I'm so used to doing these events or whatever. They're all local. I know every single kid. I want to know more kids. So he went down and he played, he didn't know one kid in his whole age division. And he plays for, you know, one of the top teams in the Midwest. So he knew of some of the kids, but he didn't know one, one kid at that whole tournament and he said he had an absolute blast there yeah and that's all we can ask for is hopefully it's just as enough you know just as much fun for them as it as it was for me getting to coach those kids but um it is an absolute blast there's high octane baseball but it's you know it's not like you're trying to win it for your team that's back home you're winning it um you know for kids that you don't even know or you've never met before so it's a cool experience um you know after the season kind of finishes up the end of end of july for for people that are making you know willing to make that trip back up here so definitely unique yeah i love it well cam i appreciate you hopping on with us man i'm, I'm looking forward to see what you guys going on uh this coming year i'll be down there for sure you know at least three four times uh maybe even more and i uh, look forward to having you on again maybe more once the season gets going and we start talking uh, i definitely want to preview a little super select when that gets closer um you know everything you guys got going on you guys do a great job i can't recommend it high enough you know for all those that haven't been so you know feel free to reach out to cam and his team and i guarantee you they'll help you out with anything but Kim, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you for all you do, uh, especially in the Midwest travel world. Um, and, and like he said, any of you guys that haven't made the trip or you know have any questions, reach out to us. Our contact page is on our website. Um, feel free to reach out. We will help you guys out, get you guys hooked up um, on your next trip out here. So thanks again. No problem, Cam. Cam for both. Man, love that interview with Cam. You know, he's welcome back on the podcast whenever he wants. And can't wait to be down in uh, good old Westfield or Kokomo, Indiana. Can't be uh, soon enough. You know, excited to, excited to get down there at the beginning of the year. Can't wait for Super Select. Can't wait for PBI World Series. Can't wait for you know, all the other things that they got going on. So it's going to be a heck of a year for them down there. And uh, I, I hope you guys, you know, took some of the stuff that he said and, and run with it, uh, especially, you know, the teams that have not been there. Please go check it out. Give them a chance. I promise you, you won't regret it. I promise you everything they're looking, that you are looking for as a coach and as a team and as a family, that they're going to be able to fulfill that in the Midwest. You know, you're not going to always get 95 degrees and, and whatnot that you may get in other states, uh, more down south. But in the Midwest, I promise you, you're going to get that full experience from this facility than anywhere else. So it's, uh, you know, again, my highest recommendations. And, you know, for those of you guys that didn't hop in the Super Select yet, and uh, he's got a couple spots in those younger ages, like I said, you know, feel free to get on the wait list. You never know. Things happen. But, you know, I, I've been telling you guys for a couple of weeks now, don't wait, don't wait, don't wait. This tournament, special, man. Absolutely special. But we appreciate you, Cam. Talk soon for sure. Get you on again. But, you know, great episode here, guys. Some good interviews. Make sure we're all rooting on our guy Sushi over the weekend down in Florida, representing Illinois, representing the Midwest. He's going to do a fine job. Make sure you go check out bullpen tournaments. Go check them out. They got a bunch of other tournaments besides Super Select, so go check those out. But, you know, looking forward to next week. Going to undo, un, un, reveal, reveal one of those two.
unveil. Nah, whatever. We're going to cover another state. You know, this is baseball talk. All you kids stay in school. You guys can correct me next time when I'm trying to get that word down. It's a tough one. Tough one. A couple different words there. But um, we're going we're gonna to talk about another state next week. I'm going to keep you guys on your heels there and not release it until later on next week. But we appreciate all the support. Like I said, we are possibly looking for a co-host. If you're interested, reach out to us. Make sure. Go check us out on Facebook. Go check us out on Instagram. On Facebook, we're at Midwest Ranks. On Instagram, we're at Midwest Baseball Ranks. The website, www.midwestbaseballranks.com. www.midwestbaseballranks.com. Find the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube to come real soon. Real soon. So, building out... uh, little set here in the background should be done pretty soon so all you teams if you want to be in the background of the podcast for um for youtube and everything uh give us a shout we'll we'll throw some stuff on in the background but a lot more to come guys whatever else you guys want to see as always don't hesitate to reach out and you know we'll keep bringing some fire fire interviews we got more lined up we got more to come we got more recorded already and uh looking forward to releasing new ones so with that being said we'll see you guys next week let's go here we go i'm out